Welcome to Otaku Ryoho on the Geek Therapy Network. On this show, we use anime, anime, Japanese animation to talk about life, psychology, education recently. It's a great idea you came up with, Jane. My name is Jose Cardona, and I'm joined by John Ramos. The one with the great ideas. The one with the great ideas. Um, but today it's my idea. You tell me later if you think it's great or not. Uh, last week we were talking about oh, just like I don't know. That week was just depressing, and so at the end, uh, I I decided, hey, it's my turn to pick something. I want to uh, pick something that is is happier. So let's just talk about comedy. And then we talked about it a little right on the show, and we decided. How can we transition like from a heavy topic or discuss a, te- a heavy topic mm-hmm. using humor, using comedy? So I wanted to find examples of that. And so I watched a lot of different comedy anime since the last episode, yes. new stuff that I'd never watched before. And I found, I found, I found, I found some things. I found some things that I, that I think fit perfectly with this topic. You found so, some gems? I found, yeah, there's like one in particular that is fantastic. There's another one that is, I think applies. There's like, there's definitely two that I Mm -hmm. think are are great. Unfortunately, uh, you recommended Fruits Basket. I started watching, uh, I I kept watching from where I was at, but I didn't get to the episodes that you told me. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm sorry about that. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe maybe you can uh, talk about those and and bring it up. But... um, yeah, yeah. You this can was, submit this, a formal apology later in in written form. You got it. You got it. I'll send it to <laughs> otaku at geektherapy dot com. That'll actually work. Actually, if you want to send the message. Um. So, uh, I, I watched a lot of good stuff. This was like uh, we're recording every two weeks. The mm-hmm. two weeks that you made me watch B stars, and then I went like looking for more things that about like uncontrollable urges and I ended up just thinking about nothing but like addiction and compulsion mm-hmm. for two weeks and yes. feeling uncomfortable watching B-Stars, this was a much more uh, uplifting two weeks. <laughs> Let me, say, Let me nice. tell you. Good. Um, so what about, what about you? Did you find anything? I have some examples up my sleeve, but I didn't... I think the only anime that I've been watching lately is uh, Honey and Clover which I've, I've mentioned it before on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's an anime that I watched growing up. It's a hilarious anime, but also extremely, extremely cheesy. Okay. And I didn't remember like, like you. half of... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and me. We're yeah. both and quesadillas. Yeah. Um, and quesadillas are cheesy. I'm hungry. Um, and... I, I didn't remember like half of the story. So it's it's like watching it all over again and I'm having a lot of fun. But, but I have does other it examples. fit with the theme of this Oof. week's episode? Does it fit the theme? It's all about like art students having, you know, difficult lives but being funny about it. Oh, okay, okay. Tell me it's more. Tell me t- give me the pitch story. for the show. So the pitch for the show is this um it's just oof, it's a slice of life as slice of life can get. <laughs> the main character is like this this college freshman that's in an art school, right? And it's mostly about his life after this new girl s- sort of moves into the to their um art school, right? Okay. And it's sort of like a romantic comedy about their lives and their struggles being uh art students and, you know, their love triangles and stuff like that. But a lot of it is about their difficulties expressing expressing their emotions um, and struggling with art school itself, which is something that I really appreciated from that anime. Because I don't often see the struggles of art school being portrayed in, in media, right? Okay. <laughs> So yeah. I, I, I think it's a very great anime. It's an anime that anybody should watch. The intro, the opening to that anime has absolute makes absolutely no sense. It's like you mean the like the first episode or, or the, the, the opening. The opening. 
Okay. Yeah. The the opening cinematic is just like plates, like it's claymation and it's showing you like different dishes that look like things. Like there's there's this like noodle dish that looks like a mummy and stuff like that. And that's like the whole intro and it has nothing to do with the series, okay. but it's hilarious. Okay. It's just like food coming coming to life and sort okay. of doing weird poses. Okay. You have to watch it. There's there's no way to explain it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can just watch the opening. But it's a great, great anime. It's it's the like the quality of the storytelling is it's definitely a very like slow paced one though. I feel like you personally would, would probably fall asleep watching it. Why you got to say it like that? What what do you what do you mean? I don't know. I I've had experiences with like um more more dynamic anime. Like I don't know, Death Parade. Okay. And so th this anime specifically is is very drama driven, very like introspective. There's like whole scenes that's just like somebody talking to themselves or stuff like that. So it's it's a very slow paced anime, but I think it's very rewarding in in its relationships and its character growth. So, do you feel that it addresses um, the serious issues that it's addressing? Do you think it does it like well? Do you think it does? Yes, it well? I, I think it does it very well. Actually, okay. Um, okay. you see the characters going through certain issues and their development as characters feels so natural okay. and they're, they're, the way they face most of their issues is usually through trying to hide it through like humor, trying to, you know, live life to the fullest while at the same time, there are certain things you're not addressing. Um, and over time they, they address them one by one. But I think part of what I really value about that series is that, Problems aren't just solved like in the flip of a coin or they have this conversation and, and, and their problems just like fade away. Okay. It's more like it's a chronic thing that happens throughout the whole series that they just learn how to deal with it over and over again. And I don't know. I find it very, very apt, a very apt metaphor to the struggles of youth. Okay. I, okay. Um, I'm watching the intro right now. Mm -hmm. uh, is uh, what am I looking at? Um, I'm looking at a panty. Mm -hmm. It's like a cake. Yes, in the form and it of has panties. some sort of glaze, yellow glaze on it. Yeah, it's supposed to look like pee. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> here's the mummy made of noodles. Um, I can't hear it because I'm being respectful of the fact that we're recording a podcast. So I'm trying to <laughs> listen to your voice. Um, the music okay. is amazing, though. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I yes. see dancing meat. Uh, the characters and, are hilarious. Okay. 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 All right. All right. All right. Do you have? Um, did you did you think of any other ones? So as I was, you know, just going through the week, I found what I believe to be the perfect example. Oh, okay. Not not in the way that the main character faces things through humor. Okay. But in the way that the anime tries to show us frustrating aspects of life through humor. Okay. And that's Agretsuko. That's a good that's a great choice. That's a great choice. I feel that whole anime is centered around the idea of what I believe, you know, Another slice of life. Trying to, trying to show us another slice of life. And yeah. I think the anime tries to show us like what it, what are the struggles of the modern, you know, workplace woman, but used in the context of this cute little like Fox character that loves death metal. Right. Yeah. And whenever she's singing death metal, she's like releasing her anger and, and, in a way, she's not facing things through humor, but the anime does display a lot of frustrating modern like issues. 
and the fact that the character can just like switch between being very cute, being very subdued, and then being, you know, this complete like death metal god. Um, it, it, it's funny it, because because the show that part of it, right? The fact that she she goes to karaoke bars at night after work to decompress. Mm-hmm. And just sings death metal karaoke to to again to to just release all that tension. Mm-hmm. Isn't I I I guess I found it funny the when I saw it the first time, but like I don't think that's comedy. Like I think I think that that is beautiful commentary, right? It's almost it's yes. it's wonderful, right? It's like it's the show is actually hilarious, and I don't think that's that that's a joke, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't think that that's part of the comedy. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, no, I think I think it's a great. I like I love that aspect of her, right? That she's always like bottling things up and you hear her dealing with just stupidity, right? <laughs> Constantly mm-hmm. from people at work and things like that and just like the tension of like having to take it and smile and just keep walking, you know, and keep living your life. And yeah. um I remember the first episode. It's like she's she was she was like this I- idealistic um, recent college grad she was so happy and then it immediately skips five years ahead and she's in a corporate job and she's miserable and it's possibly the most relatable <laughs> show I've ever seen I know it's 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 just great but there there are certain aspects of it you know like there's this part in the second season where she's dating this person and she's looking to date with the prospect of marriage in the future Mm-hmm. And this other character is not as interested in marriage. So she has this one part where she's just like uh, singing death metal, saying, talking about how she wants to be a blushing bride. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like that sort of like superimposition of like completely <laughs> like you don't associate death metal with marriage. But when you see Agretsuko, you do. And then and I think that's part of where the humor comes from. Because yeah, yeah. the way I've always conceptualized it, humor is like a benign violation or a, ben- uh, a benign transgression of something. Hmm. And uh, the way I see it in Agretico, it's her, you know, she's violating the the expected... Uh, be- the norms. Yeah. yeah, the norms, right? Yeah. And like when she violates the concept of like, you know, I'm... Uh, I'm supposed to be this sort of subdued, cute uh, character that, you know, just takes life's punches just by rolling with them. And then suddenly she turns into like this rock person. That transgression is satisfying because it calls to us in a sort of way that I think most of us wish we had that sort of. I think we're all looking for that sort of like venting mechanism or a space where we can say, you know, this is frustrating and do it without judgment. And every time I get to see her have that space, even though her problems aren't solved, it still feels sort of like satisfying and, and, you know, like rewarding to just see it happen and and be validated by her telling you, you know, this is an issue that frustrates me. And you can say, you know, this frustrates me as well. So I think, yeah, I think it's a very humorous show. And I think it's a very good example of this. Yeah, I think I think it's because of the, there's so much contrast, right? It's not just like mm-hmm. the fact that she's literally like yelling these things, right? In, in uh, a death metal way. Uh, it's it's a it's like it's a sad story in a way right it's facing it's talking about things that are horrible mm-hmm. but you're doing it with Sanrio characters you know <laughs> like the hello kitty company so every everybody is is an anthropomorphized animal everything is uh is kind of cute even the things that aren't cute are kind of cute right yes um it's i think it's really smart i think it's really funny the way it's written and yeah, even even the title, right, is like a, a play on words. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. I don't know if it if it works across different languages. I don't know if I ever told you the first time I watched that. I watched it in Spanish mm-hmm. because um, because I was I I was watching it with someone and it, we were watching it in English and they were talking too fast, mm. and so 
instead of putting the subtitles, uh, I saw I was like, oh look, it's in Spanish. So we just started watching it in Spanish. Yeah. Um, but the the her name is Retsko, and and like the title of the show is Agretsko, right? Which yeah. is like aggressive aggression. Oh, yeah, that's great. No, that's a that's a that's a great one. That is really good. And again, I think I think it because it presents it to you not only in a cute way but also in a funny way. You can you can touch on these issues and not feel. Mm-hmm. Like you could just discuss them. It just makes it yeah. easier to talk about and 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 even process. I think. Yeah, it just feels like period. Yeah. Watching that show feels like you know just getting out of work with your friends and just venting about the day. True, true. Right? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. feels exactly that way, except it's a private experience because you're just watching. Yeah. It on your own. Yeah. So it's it's a great anime. I would definitely recommend it to anyone. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good choice. Um, did you, did you find anything else? I mean, you like, you said like, this is the perfect example, the, the pinnacle. Yeah. Is that, is that it? Well, I had that fruits basket example. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think essentially this is a relationship between two brothers with our Yuki and Ayame. Mm-hmm. And Yuki had a very traumatic childhood. Okay. And in many ways, Ayame had one as well. Ayame is the big brother. Mm-hmm. When Yuki started, you know, going through most of his trauma, Ayame was already like, I'm not sure, I wouldn't say an adult, he was like a high schooler. Mm-hmm. He was much older. And you get these sort of experiences where the younger brother calls out to the big brother, but the big brother does not want to associate with the little brother. Okay. So he sort of neglected his brother at, at a point in his life where his little brother really needed him. Hmm. And eventually, you know, his big brother sort of realizes that, but to a certain point, it feels like it's too late, right? Because that relationship is like forever, like sort of um, destroyed. Yeah. But the big brother is still trying to reach out to his little brother. But what happens is that the, the big brother faces a lot of issues through humor right and his little brother is the complete opposite he's like this completely subdued serious character and it and it's hard for them to bond because of that as well right because the Mm -hmm. the little brother finds him too over the top to deal with but those two episodes sort of deal with the little brother trying to understand his big brother and understanding how he mostly uses humor because if he didn't use humor and tried to address things directly, it might probably be too painful to recognize that you neglected your brother at a time that he needed you. Mm. And it's, I think those two episodes are very good for, for this sort of discussion. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And he, um, so it's kind of like a meta meta thing going on. Like he's using Mm -hmm. The whole episode is about him using humor, mm-hmm. right? Himself. Yes. But the, is the show like is the are these episodes actually funny? Also, yeah. Mo- most of Fruits Basket is a romantic comedy. Most of them are funny, but Ayame is like the comedic character, like the yeah. comedic relief character. It's yeah. he's these type of people that everything he does it feels like a performance. Everything yeah. he does feels like it's trying to to get people to be impressed by him or stuff like that. So I definitely understand from Yuki, the the younger brother's point of view, the the instinct to want to, you know, not have to deal with that, right? You want yeah. people to be honest or people to be um to be just straightforward. And so it's those two episodes sort of deal with their relationship and how they settle their differences and try to bond with each other, even though their methods of dealing with trauma and, and dealing with their history is completely different. Okay. So, yeah, hmm. they're really good episodes. And as always, I will always be the, the fruits basket evangelist. Yeah. Yeah. We know. <laughs> um, hmm. Hmm. I'm sorry I didn't get to watch it because I wish, wish we could have discussed it a little more. I'll get there eventually, because uh, I do I do want to finish. Um, I do want to watch the new the new version. Yes, 
it's so sad. I it's love the already to so the much. point where where the manga they're they're taking from the manga and not the previous anime. Yeah. Oh, it feels so good. Okay. <laughs> so is it different or is it just beyond the original anime? Why do you mean it? Is it like the like, first did they change season, anything? The first the season mm-hmm. changes aspects of the original anime. Okay. It like it goes through the same story beats, mm-hmm. but per example, there was one character that was that's transgender. Mm-hmm. And way back when this was like an anime, it sort of concluded on the fact that, you know, I'm not really transgender. I'm just insecure as a human being. Yeah. And so I think with the changing of the times and uh, there being more acceptance towards transgenders, mm-hmm. her story was more about the depression of not being access- accepted in their, in in her family. Gotcha. And it goes through the same story beats, but I they they did a, a big change just by changing the language. Okay. And and you know, like the main struggle in that one episode, which I really appreciated. Okay. 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 Hmm. Well, I've got I've got did you have another one? Do you have anything no. else? That's hmm. those are my examples. Okay. Okay. So I'll go through. I've I've got a few. I'm I'm curious what you think. Yes. So some of them might be a stretch, but uh, bear with me. So I think assassination classroom falls under this. Yes. Okay. Right. Because it takes a it takes a goofy looking teacher and premise, mm-hmm. but addresses like kids who are at risk like it's at risk youth right and, and helping them out wait and this is your first time watching it right so i i didn't watch it in the last two weeks um okay i actually didn't even plan on talking about it uh like so i i went through i have i have uh my history of different anime that i've been watching lately and then i i was going through my hulu watch and i was like oh wait a minute assassination classroom absolutely falls into it i had thought about it i was going to watch more episodes but i haven't but Mm -hmm. i think it definitely falls under that because it's again it's like it's it could be just a drama right where a teacher is helping at-risk youth but it's a giant goofy looking alien who's going to destroy the world and it's teaching them how to kill him right it's like it's like it's such a it's such a funny premise but it still addresses i think real real really serious issues Mm-hmm. and and super relatable so that that um that one definitely um falls into it um yeah because the other two i've watched here yeah no i'm not gonna like I, I i wanted to watch gintama which is a like it was like at the top of a lot of comedy lists that i saw it feels a lot like excel saga mm. and so it is it is it is out there it is <laughs> It is funny and goofy, but in the so the premise of the show is it that in I forgot what era exactly it is, but like mm-hmm. there are samurai in in the world, and during that this period in time, aliens invade the planet. Of course, and and one of the things that they do is that they outlaw um, swords. Mm. So like samurais have no no swords, so they're basically like task rabbits just trying to find jobs running around doing stuff and then but the but then now imagine that premise but then throw the excel saga brand into it <laughs> like random like that style right so like the aliens just look like humans with like cat ears or something like that right like it's, it's kind of it's kind of funny and so there is like some classism and stuff there and and um but basically it's i th- i think it's a show that touches on a lot of different things and it was really funny i'm just mentioning it because because it, it, it was on the list of things that i watched hmm. it was pretty funny but i don't i didn't find anything particularly that like really really fell in with with what i'm talking about um there is let me show you um okay so i, I saw, <laughs> all right so i saw this one show called Hitalia. ah yes okay and i don't think we brought this up in our education episodes i didn't know whether to bring it up in our history or education episode because yeah, it falls in under that <laughs> yeah but mm-hmm. but basically it anthropomorphizes countries and then goes through history yes. and i have laughed so so hard 
at the idea of all of these countries being personified and sitting around the table and then just being just hilarious. It is just so funny. And then oh, there was this, like the first episode ends with like Italy, like this thing. It's like Italy is like, and his two brothers, right? And it's like, blah, 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 these two other countries. And then he, like, he comes back years later and finds out that they were both assholes. So he runs <laughs> away and it's like, it's just, it's just so funny. And like, they're just caricatures of possibly stereotypes, but it's just like, it's just like, it tries to personify the whole country and not the people. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like racist in that way. It feels yeah. just, it feels, it's a caricature, right? Of the country mm-hmm. itself. And oh feel- man, that was really funny. And I think it's, it might be a superficial version of what we're talking about, mm-hmm. but, but it's addressing like war and um, politics and relationships between countries and, and grave consequences and things happen, but it does it in such a funny way. That I thought I thought it was. It yeah, was, I think I think that's a very appropriate ex- example. Yeah. Do you think I haven't seen Hitalia? Mm-hmm. Do you think when we were doing our our education episode, we said there's no anime like cells at work? Do you feel like Hitalia feels cells at worky? So that's an excellent question. Let me think about it. I describe cells at work as a show that is trying to tell the story of something that is really happening. Mm-hmm. right which is like it's like there's a scientific process that's happening and we're mm-hmm. going to turn it into a narrative and yes. to do that we're going to turn the characters in this narrative into people right mm-hmm. um i in that sense i think it's very similar right it's taking it's telling you this a story from yeah. a very high level of these countries and how they interacted and what they did to each other and how they worked together and how they didn't. And to tell that story, it made each one of the countries a person <laughs> and then goes through, through the process. So I think so. I think, I think we missed, we missed the ball on that one. I think Italia absolutely applies. That's awesome. I'm happy. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I it's pretty watch funny. Italia. It's pretty funny. It, and it's only a few episodes. It's not very long. And each episode is pretty short. So it's, it's um I I recommend that one. I think that one falls into it. I mean it's it's a little again it's superficial because mm-hmm. it doesn't go into a lot of detail. Like cells at work in in that sense, like cells at work goes into incredible detail. Like it makes a story arc out of <laughs> right out of out of uh, an infection right or or uh, or allergies right. It's like this whole thing where Italia is is like just moving through decades of, of history mm-hmm. in just a couple minutes. Um, okay. So this one, this one, this one's definitely a stretch, but I'm going <laughs> to, <laughs> I can't not mention it. Okay. So okay. Um, when you think of dark, depressing anime, what is, what is like the most dark, depressing anime that you can think of? Let me the answer is Grave of the Fireflies, but that's not what I'm looking for. Um, <laughs> uh, um, but just like, like uh, you know. I have a few. What, okay, what, what are they? I would say Future Diaries. Okay, what else? I would say, hmm, I've heard uh, like Your Lie in April. Mm-hmm. I, I, like Your Lie in April, I don't consider it a dark anime because mm-hmm. it's so like, filled with light and it's just like melancholy i wouldn't call it like depressing right um hmm, depressing anime you know i'll have to think on that one okay okay Mm -hmm. i think that's the wrong person so um have you watched attack on titan ah yes okay yeah that's that's a good one (laughs) would you consider that dark and depressing (laughs) yes dark and extremely depressing right so have you watched Attack on Titan Junior High? No, I have not. <laughs> it is, but okay, I know so, of it. So it is. Ah, oh, I've, I've I've watched it. I've I've watched it before. I started watching it again. Um, I, I never finished watching it the first time, so I started again mm-hmm. for for the, for this episode because it takes the story and the ideas of such a dark and depressing anime. One of my favorites, by the way. But so mm-hmm. like. Just the despair <laughs> that yes, you feel, yes. that, that these characters are feeling, the horror, right, uh, in this show. And, and they made it. 
<laughs> I don't know what you call these these kinds the of spin off. Right? I mean, it's not really a spin off. It's a it's a chibi like retelling of it. Mm, it's like okay. um, yeah. the only other version that I can think of is like the um, Neon Genesis Evangelion romance it, novels. Yeah, the that reimagine the world of yeah. them just being in high school together, like yes. all the Ava pilots. So it's like that. So, but because it's Attack on Titan, it's like all the, there's all the characters, and they're like chibi versions of themselves. So they're like cute, you know, versions um, shrunken down. But then they go to a they go to this junior high school called Attack Attack High Attack Junior High, <laughs> and and then the Titans have a school right next door that's gigantic, and they have a and then so the compared in comparison their school is really tiny. Like in the first episode, they accidentally go into the junior high one, and everybody's like, "This doesn't look right." And Aaron's like, "It is, it is. This is the school. This is this is our classroom. We're late, we're late." And they go in, and they're just like everything is giant, and like. <laughs> school supplies are falling and they're running away and this it's just and then like uh, uh, so they recreate the scene at the beginning of attack on titan when the when the colossal titan comes over the wall mm-hmm. and like the colossal titan is coming over and then he's just like push like his arm is extending over the wall and the kids are all like ah, like they're horrified like they can't believe what's happening and the giant the colossal titan all he's doing is trying to steal their lunch he's just mm-hmm. stealing their lunches like he's not trying to kill anybody or anything like that. It is, but it's just it's just funny. Like it's a like it's supposed to be a comedy, but it's literally mm-hmm. telling the same stories in the most absurd way. And I, I feel think- like I don't know. Like if you ever feel like you watch Attack on Titan, you're like, what did I just watch? I need I need to decompress. I mm-hmm. kind of recommend Attack on Titan Junior High because <laughs> <laughs> it takes what you just saw. It just makes it so yeah. funny. It is. It's like when they say, um, if you're scared of a horror movie, watch the the making of, <laughs> and then yeah, everything yeah. is completely different, right? Because just the the change in context, it yeah. it it can really like lighten the blow of of the horror movie. That's, and yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think your your example is not actually that much of a stretch. <laughs> um, when I was doing my research before I went to Japan, one of the books that I read was the book of Yokai. And I think I mentioned it, it on our first episode or our mm-hmm. second one. Yeah, and It's a book just about the history of, of the concept of a yokai or like um, spirit. mischievous spirits, yeah. right? Yeah. And one of the things it mentions is how in Japan – Many uh, just like urban legends or stories, they go through this process in which they they become like this sort of like creepy pasta, and over time they become marketed, and then to a certain point they become like something much more accommodating and like um, an like, example we can like use. Chupacabra. Is- yeah, something like that, or like <laughs> an example we can use is Godzilla, right? The okay. first Godzilla if you watch it, is a very dire sort of like representation of the horrors of nuclear war. And as the history of Godzilla goes on, eventually Godzilla becomes a hero. Yeah. And eventually Godzilla, you know, fights Mechagodzilla. And (laughs) over time, you know, he becomes, she becomes a, a, a marketable franchise that people have plushies of. Right. Yeah, and yeah. that happens with multiple like urban legends in Japan where there's like this creepy pasta of this creepy spirit that stands behind you and eats your soul or something. And over time, that story becomes so popularized that eventually they make, you know, urban story chan or like they, they, they draw chibi versions of them and eventually they become marketed. And I find it interesting because it's a way that culturally Sorry. It's a way that sort of like culturally you go from being frightened or being like scared of something to dominating it and sort of like finding humor in it. And I think that that sort of plays definitely into just today's overall topic. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like Attack on Titan isn't, you know, a real thing. horrible thing but it's still like yeah. it's still quite quite an experience to go through that and to see it represented this way is just so fun and then the irony is that you can't appreciate i don't think you can maybe you can but i don't mm-hmm. think 
it's as funny unless you went through the experience of of I attack on titan yeah because then, like you don't get the references you yeah. know like there are some it, things that are just they to like they killed me they destroyed me they made me laugh so hard but it's only because you're seeing these characters in a completely different light yeah. and saying the stupidest things <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that's where like the the benign transgression comes in yeah. It's like it, it it subverts your expectation because you you expect to, for Attack on Titan to be this sort of like void of sorrow, just like this whirlpool of like why am I watching this because it's amazing, but also why am I sad? Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so that one I think uh, highly recommended, very very funny, but you you have to go through Attack on Titan first, which I also highly recommend. Mm-hmm. okay so um again like i didn't watch these full series i'm like going around sampling stuff um now i'm getting to my two two biggest ones i think um one is called oran high school host club yeah that's a classic uh, have you ever watched it i've never watched it so um according to the show my understanding is that a host club do are you familiar with the idea of a host club mm, actually no so uh, according to the show, again, I don't know if it's a thing, but in this in this uh, school, mm-hmm. there is this thing called the host club, which is like a like an extracurricular um, club at the school, uh, at the high school, that is like an etiquette club. Mm. So um, basically, the the men or the guys are wearing you know like their suits and they're like well groomed, yeah. and the women Behaving come like royalty. The women come in dresses and, you know, and like gloves and they sit down and they have tea and mm-hmm. the, the boys are the hosts and the girls, um, solicit particular boys. And so like one of the host mm. boys will be at a table and then there'll be like three girls who requested him that day. And then there's like this big room and they're all just like, you know, like drinking tea and you know, and acting all proper and yes, I know what you mean. Right. So, so again, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, the concept is unfamiliar to me, but I can kind of see, you know, what they're doing. So in the, in the show, it's called a host club. I've so always it, heard it like in the, in the opposite gender. I've always heard hostess clubs or hostess bars. Oh, I mean, which, that might be a thing, right? That may be, yeah. maybe that's mm-hmm. the thing that's different in the show. Well, which but is the, like the, it's like the evolution of like the geisha culture. Mm. but where in more modern times you have like women who are trained to entertain. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, that kind yeah. of, that kind of, that kind of fits. Yeah. yeah. Because like the guys aren't really serving the girls and the girls aren't serving the guys. Mm-hmm. It's more of like, like an escort, right? Like uh, somebody's entertaining you. Kind of. Again, it feels just more like we're playing royalty. Okay. We're pretending to be high class or mm-hmm. we are high class. So this is what we, what we do. Oh, yeah. We joined the host club. Oh, mm-hmm. um, so, <laughs> so the first episode, there's yeah. this character who um, is looking for a place to study in at the high school and is looking at through different rooms and can't find a place that's adequate to study. So uh, this character finds this door thinks, oh, this is the perfect place to to study, uh, goes in, finds that it's actually the host club room. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't know what a host club is. <laughs> the, the group goes and uh, the, the the boys are there and, and they're talking to the character. The character accidentally spills a, 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 a breaks a vase and, or a vase. And then the... I say Vaz now because I, I'm I've I've watched Oran High School Host Club, and <laughs> and so it breaks. It's worth like eighty million yen or something like this. They they tell me you know you have to pay it back, and the character's like, damn it, I don't want to do this. So basically, they they make the character like their dog. They say so at the host club, you know, like bring the tea, move things, get our laundry, mm-hmm. get this pressed, stuff like that to pay off the debt. Yeah, but then it turns out that the character is kind of attractive, so they like give him a haircut and put him in a suit, and then the girls start really wanting to to 
um, like solicit solicit that person, right? Like we request mm. this particular character, and so <laughs> through, throughout the episode, um, something is happening, and it, and at the end of the episode, the final character realizes that the character is a girl and not a boy, mm. but the character is actually non-binary. So um, it was, it was when, when the last, like, <laughs> it's funny when, because they notice, like they notice that her body is female is kind of what's happening. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so they, there's like these light bulbs going off. Plung, plung, plung. <laughs> Finally, the last light bulb <laughs> goes off at the end. It's like the leader. And uh, he, he sees the character changing. I forgot the character's name. He sees the character changing, uh, sees breasts. And he's like, uh, what your girl? It's like Mulan. And <laughs> kind of, and they say, well, like my body's female, but I don't really identify with any gender. Mm. And just, um, actually the character is changing. They're changing from the suit to a dress, like nothing, you know, like changes mm-hmm. from the suit because it got wet with like some tea, uh, mm-hmm. spilled over it. And so changes. And one of the other hosts now thinking that you know it's a girl brings her a dress and without like there's no like oh why'd you bring this nothing just changes from the suit into the dress and and declares you know that they're non-binary and that is like the premise of of the show and the way it handled it was so so freaking cool it was like it was so non-expected um to me because i didn't know what i was getting into and it's also a very classic series. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. New. It's, this isn't like a contemporary series. Yeah, yeah. So it surprised me that it it was just like it was just it, it just felt like a great way to address gender mm-hmm. and and <laughs> being non-binary and the stupidity of <laughs> of male and female um, expectations. Yes. And how this one person is is just navigating it all and subverting them all and doing them all well, <laughs> you know, like nothing, like you know, and it doesn't it doesn't phase this character at all. So that and that's just the first episode. I thought that that was that was great. So it it seems like from the description of the show, it was something like this character knows how to treat is like the best host because she's actually a girl. But from the first episode, it seems like she's non-binary. So mm-hmm. I don't know how it addresses gender moving forward. But I like, I love the way that it's addressing gender. Um, like just having, I think it's a great way to have a conversation about gender I and again, and, and, and expectations, but also like this classism because it's like, it starts off with like these rich kids who talk to this other kid, like they own the person, you know, yes. and it's, uh, it's kind of disgusting. And then, but the way they all treat each other and stuff. So I think it touches on a lot of interesting things. And then, but the show itself is it's it's also pretty funny like when when um the main character is about to break the vase like the moment they enter the room <laughs> the, the vase has like like a blinking light on it <laughs> for like five minutes and you don't know why and it's just like it's like just keep looking at the vase like just in case you haven't seen it yet it's here it's blinking right it's like this is gonna happen <laughs> it's pretty funny it's pretty funny interesting I thought that one was good. And that one I'm going to keep watching because I'm, I'm very interested. Uh, it was very funny. And now I come to the one that I think best um, represents this idea. I think it's, I think it's up there with Agretico, which was a, a great example. It is called The Devil is a Part-Timer. Ah, yes, I've seen it. You've seen it. Okay. Yes. I'm, uh, this is perfect. Then we can we can end on one that we both watched. <laughs> <laughs> well, this I don't remember the details, but uh, they'll come back to me. Yeah, yeah. So so the show starts off like this fantasy world. Like isekai, but reversed. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But it's like <laughs> when, it, when, when, it, when it starts, it's like this, this world where the devil um, rules with an iron fist and has an army of demons and there are these, these five islands and the devil just res- decides, you know what? Let's just take over all the other islands. So yeah. it declares war and then the war is just huge. And then the other four islands actually come together and um, suppress uh, his, his army. And then actually finally br- like bring the battle to, to the devil at his castle. And right before 
killing him and like ending the war, the devil uses his power to create a portal and transport himself to another world. Transports himself to Japan on earth. Mm-hmm. And when he gets there, he doesn't really have any magic power. Like he's, he's, he's very limited in his power, his form kind of changes. So he finds himself on another planet and then the show just becomes about like, oh shit, there's, I need money to eat. <laughs> Slice of life. I need money to, <laughs> to survive. I can't, like, there's no place to live. Like, I don't, what, the, the cops stop him immediately. They're like, what, what are you doing? So he ends up, he ends up working at McDonald's. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is where the part-timer thing comes in. He's working at McDonald's so him and his underling can can pay can earn enough money to to pay a shitty apartment so they can survive and then he has very uh aspirational goals. Like he wants to take over he wants to take over Earth and then go back and, and take over his old <laughs> planet. And they're going to study and they're going to but but he understands that he needs money so he's going to work hard to do it. And it's like he goes through all of the things that we have to go through, <laughs> right? But he's Easier like, said than done. right? Yeah, but it's like, like you, you're born into this world and you kind of accept that, like, oh shit, right? I need a job and I need money, and he just like gets mm-hmm. thrown into it. And he's like, what? And and it's not even like a rag, a riches to rag story as much mm-hmm. as it is a just like a blunt. Um, like this slap is it. life now. Yeah, yeah. It's like this is life. This is what you have to do. You have to work at uh, work at McDonald's. Like you have mm-hmm. to, you know, do a good job to be able to survive. And I mean, you know, the, the the fact that he's like the devil and there's another world and all that stuff still plays into it. Um, but I, I thought I thought that the, the, I thought the premise was great and the show. I'm really liking it. The it's it, it really turns out good. that the hero who is like fighting him also gets transported to this world and she's also powerless and also going through the same exact thing. Like he's working at McDonald's and she's working as um, like a a telephone salesperson. It's like like a telemarketer. Mm -hmm. And, but then also (laughs) there's this, I really like this part is that they're sworn enemies, but now they're, they're in such a, I don't know, dire situation. Is it right? But like there's, there wasn't such a shitty situation that they end up, helping each other yeah right like he ends up getting arrested so and he calls her to 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 bail her out because she's the only person he knows um she lost her wallet and she was close by their apartment so she she asked if she can stay over so she's like is not on the street for the night and it's i don't know there's something there's something about that that just like you know like in most shows it just the the fact that you have a job or you work at mcdonald's is not the story. It's not part of the story. Mm-hmm. It's just something that you do. And then in Negretsuko, it's like, oh no, the story is what's happening in the office. And yeah. here the story is like, oh no, like he has to he has to work because if he doesn't work, he can't pay the rent. And if he can't pay the rent, like he can't rule the world. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but he, he can't mm-hmm. survive, period. So I thought that yeah. that one, again, something as depressing as being poor and having nothing and having to work fast food or telemarketing and having a shitty apartment and noisy neighbors and, you know, like living in the bad part of town because you can't afford something better, blah, 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 et cetera, all that stuff. It just, it just puts it in this frame in this magical fantasy isekai uh, frame that I, I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic because because it, it doesn't really like you don't separate the two and the fact that it's even in the title, right? Like the devil is a part-timer is, I don't know. I really, I really, really appreciated that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And it's very funny. It, it's, it's a very, very good funny. example. Yeah. <laughs> McDonald's, man. McDonald's. McDonald's. <laughs> they didn't have to work that hard to make it sound. No, no. So, I don't know. I don't know what they're yeah. referring to with McDonald's. Yeah. What could it be? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. Those are all my examples. Damn. I think this 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 was a very good discussion. I think we got. I have good ideas too. Examples. Yeah, you had good <laughs> ideas too. I'm still the one with the good ideas, but you you're the one with the occasionally good ideas. Okay, cool. Thank you. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> so, hmm. so any inspiration? It's my turn, is it? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I got really excited 
with your discussion of Oran High School mm, yeah, host club. Yeah, yeah. I found it very interesting. Mm-hmm. I really want to get into gender in anime. Oh, I think boy. anime is something that has uh, broken gender norms mm-hmm. frequently. Yep. Before Western animation or Western media, you know, caught onto the quote unquote trend. Right. And uh, what two or three shows in the West doesn't, doesn't, I don't know if it counts as like they're there yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I really want to go into just the many examples of like, just like weird, wibbly, wobbly. Uh, defining gender and then breaking those Finally, rules. And I get to talk about Sailor Moon. Yeah. Yeah. There's Sailor Moon. There's Fruits Basket again. There's, yeah, <laughs> there's Oran High School Host Club. I think there's there's a, there's quite a few examples. Yeah. Fushigi, I'll, get to, I'll get to watch Utena. I've never watched Utena before. So. Oh, God. Yes, I haven't watched it either. There we go. Um, so I think this will be interesting. I think this would be a, a very interesting discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was. So um, do you remember? Do you remember um, a silent voice? Yes. So the little brother, mm-hmm. the little ah, sister. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. the little sister. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like it's this thing that the that in animation, like it is. It is like I think there are a lot of examples, right? There it's are like, a lot of examples. Yeah, where the character is. Um, actually, I was watching. What is it? Oh, yes, I got to talk about Gundam again. There's, there's this whole, um, yeah. Anyway, like, like the first episode of Gundam Zeta is all about the, the main character's name is Camille, and there's this whole mm. thing about like, oh, like you have a girl's name or like you know, think, interesting. Know. It, it, yeah. It'll be, it'll be, yeah, yeah. Save, save it for the episode. There's yeah, a yeah, lot thinking to talk out loud. About. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of Otaku Ryoho. I hope you found it humorous. And if you didn't find it humorous and you have any comments, please let us know in our Discord, in our Twitter accounts, or in the forums, which you'll find the links for those below in the show notes. If you want to hear more of our humorous details and, and commentary please go to otaku.geektherapy.com to see more episodes and please keep on listening to us because we appreciate (laughs) your is it listenership sure yeah yeah i mean that's a word yeah yeah Yeah. we appreciate your listenership and that reminds me of like of like please be excited (laughs) please keep listening to us (laughs) and if you like us please uh review us. us on apple Podcasts. Yes. And tell us as well. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye.